We're continuing in the book of Colossians, chapter 3 now. Man, what great testimonies, right, to the Lord and what God is doing in our body. Chapter 3, beginning in verse 12. This is another of my favorite sections in the New Testament, primarily because it speaks so sweetly to how the body of Christ is to function together, because I've seen so much of this in our local church here at Oak. Colossians 3, verse 12, so as those who have been chosen of God, underline it, chosen of God, holy and beloved, beloved by God, right? Holy in His sight because we've been justified. Okay, because of those things, do what? Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another. And forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Now, as you read that, remember, what's the number one promise we make in our church covenant? We will work and pray for... I feel like you should say it with me, because we do it every month. We will work and pray for unity of the Spirit within the body, always practicing forgiveness Pursuing reconciliation and rejecting harmful gossip. That is the prerequisite for oneness in the body of Christ. And God is so concerned about unity, so concerned about oneness. One Lord, one body, one spirit, one hope, one faith, one baptism. And it's driven by a spirit that always puts the needs of others before our own needs. Such a key to unity in the body, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, And aren't those the things, the very things that characterized Jesus himself when he walked in the flesh, right? We're to pattern ourselves after him. And then bearing with one another. That means in our sorrows, in our weaknesses, in our failures, always thinking the best of our brother and sister. And then whenever the occasion arises, and it does in church life, forgiving one another, we have to. How dare we withhold forgiveness when we realize how much we've been forgiven? And finally, the picture that Paul gives us here, this idea of wrapping it all in love. It's picture a a Jewish man in the first century. He's got layers of clothing on, but he's got this outer garment that he puts on and just wraps it and ties it all together. That's the love that binds everything else together. It's a beautiful picture that Paul draws here. Let's keep going. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and what? And be thankful. Church, be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. In other words, as you study and meditate on the word, let those truths seep so deeply into your heart and mind that the word can make its home in you. That's the picture. It makes its home within you. With all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with what? Thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. You see how Paul drives home this point about thankfulness three times there in these last three verses. Let let peace rule in your heart with thankfulness. Let praise come from your heart with thankfulness. Let everything that you say and do, every single thing, have an aroma of thankfulness built into it. Even after a global pandemic, thankfulness. Even after political upheaval, 
thankfulness. Even as you see our culture circling the drain in moral confusion, thankfulness. Even as inflation eats away at our bank accounts, thankfulness. I know that was a hard one. For better or for worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, that's not just for marriage, do all these things in the name of Jesus with thankfulness. What an important key this is. By the way, if you doubt that you can do that, you're like, oh, come on, Jeff. I can't do that in all things. Look, you know I'm a history nerd. And when Thanksgiving comes around, my mind goes back to those original Puritan separatists that sailed across the Atlantic Ocean not knowing what was going to happen. An amazing, courageous thing that they did. And when they arrived, you know what? They dug far more graves than they built homes. It was a brutal existence that they encountered. Brutal. Hardship. Beyond anything that you and I will ever even imagine or experience. And yet they still found the need to set aside a day of thanksgiving in the midst of all that. Friends, no matter what we suffer, no matter how difficult things get, if you've been chosen by God, if you've been redeemed by the blood of Christ, if God has promised you an inheritance with him for all eternity, you have endless reasons to be thankful. Endless reasons to be thankful. And if gratitude towards God blossoms in the soil of of the hardship we're going through right now, then you can know that it's God who made that grow and you can praise him all the more. And if gratitude feels difficult to come by right now, do what Paul says here to do in Colossians. Pray for it. Pray for it. Ask the Lord to give you a supernatural dose of thankfulness in the midst of hard times. Plead with him that he would make your dull eyes become bright and your closed ears become open to really see the truth about his glory and the promises that he's given you. And you will find thankfulness. One last note before I close, and this is a sobering one. Turn over to Colossians 4. I just want to look at one verse. Colossians 4, verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. I think this is an important hint for folks like you and me. Nobody ever feels like they pray enough. That's just the truth, right? And oftentimes we fail to remember just how good we have it, how many blessings we've received, right? Mainly because as, as Americans in this modern time, our eyes are so fixed down here on the earth and rather than fixed on Christ above. So we all suffer with this. Guys, this is where thankfulness has to become a spiritual discipline. This is so important. Having an attitude of thanksgiving requires actual perseverance. It requires alertness or watchfulness, like that watchman on the walls who guards a city. You've got to guard your heart to be thankful. There's no, there's no thankfulness hack out there. There's no four steps to an easy you know, thankfulness in your life. It has to be a habit of grace. You've got to put it on. It's a habit that's slowly built up as we apply it more and more each day. And as we do that, it becomes more and more a part of us. A habit of grace. If you approach thankfulness in a passive way, listen, you run the risk of allowing the enemy to deceive you. If you come at this passively or faintly, you run the risk of of having the enemy uh, take you off course and to sideline you or to drive you towards grumbling, to drive you towards despair. So Paul uses this very strong word, devote yourself to this, he says. Devote yourself to prayer, to staying vigilant with a heart of thankfulness. Because here's the thing, and I'm going to I'm going to hit you with this question. What if things get worse next year? Don't rock my boat, Jeff. 
No, what if they do? What if things get worse in our country in 2023? Will you still be thankful? What if it becomes actually much harder next year to be a faithful Christian in this land? Will you still be thankful? That is a question you've got to answer in your heart. You've got to deal with the Lord with that. The heart of thankfulness that you have when you're on the mountaintop is the same heart of thankfulness that you'll have when you're in the valley. So get trained. Get trained to maintain that. Otherwise, it's possible that the thankfulness that you think you have right now is really just a sense of comfort because you're not going through anything very difficult right now. And that's actually not thankfulness. You've got to prepare for the hard times because it might get tested. So pay attention to this passage. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, no matter what comes, with thankfulness. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with thankfulness. Admonish one another. Teach one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness. Let it come from your heart out your lips and praise the Lord in a thankful spirit. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. Let that be our discipline and our habit and our joy together here at Oak Hill. Amen? Now, I'm going to wrap up with just a few more personal observations, things that I'm thankful for moving forward. And as we say at Oak Hill, the church is not a building because we don't have one. The church, the, the church is people. Boom. We have all these new family members that have 14 of them that have come and joined Oak Hill in just the last couple of months. Look at those smiling faces. They're a gorgeous bunch. Andrew and Hannah and Luz and Jack and Boots and Josiah and Ashley and Gavin, Abby, Ben, Juliana and Dylan, Luke and Sophia. Welcome again to the Oak Hill family. We're blessed to have you. And what I'm thankful for is I know that God is going to be working through all 14 of those people in, in 2023. And, and we get to stand back and be witness to it. And that's an exciting thing. Second thing I'm thankful for, and here's the announcement I promised at the beginning. Our members already know about this because we talked about it at our last member meeting, but I'll share this with everybody. We cannot stay here at Masters. They've been generous. They've been awesome. But they said, it's time to go. We're like that, that, that person that just stays too long. Now, that guest that just stays too long. No, they said, it's time to go. And so I am grateful that the Lord has opened the door for us to go back to our, the same home we were at for seven years before the pandemic. So beginning in January 8th, we're going to be back at Pico Canyon Elementary School in Stevenson Ranch. And uh, very, very excited about that. Um, not that this hasn't been a great place, but it's good to get back to our sort of a home of our own, right? And it's going to feel like home, I think, to go back. Um, excited about the, the fact that that school has, has gone out of its way to welcome us has, in their conversations with Tandy to say the principal and the staff are so excited to have a church come back and meet there on Sundays. So we are really, really pumped about that. Listen, I want you to know it's been a long process. Talk about patience and waiting on the Lord. The elder team knows we have been patient. We have been waiting on the Lord for all of the details to get figured out and, and the Lord has brought it together. So I'm thankful for that. I am thankful for the fact that I know for certain God is going to be working through Oak Hill in 2023. Listen, may we continue to walk in that spirit of oneness, in that spirit of unity as we press forward. And listen, we press forward into the unknown, but everything is known to God from beginning to end. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pray with me. Father, we thank you for just a little bit of time this morning in the book of Colossians. What a joy it is to, to be encouraged by Paul's words, your words written through Paul, Lord, to to build up that little church in Asia Minor and then to extend that and bridge that to this little church here in Newhall. 
Lord, to be built up and encouraged to know that you are always at work, to know that we can always praise your name. Lord, we do thank you for all the things we talked about in our past this year. Lord, we have seen your hand work in amazing ways. It's not always been perfect or easy, but your hand has been upon us. And so we praise you with one voice this morning. And God, we we pray for the future, not knowing what's coming, but know that you have all things in your hands. Lord, make us that people who are faithful. Make us that people who continue to praise your name, who continue to, to serve and love one another for our good, Lord, but most of all, for your glory. Thank you for this time this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.